I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my Big Bag of Onions. They got from Maine to California, broken hearts and bars unknown. And through this night we'll share a lover On that dark radio How the soul may be so lonely Hands pressed cold against the phone I've wanted to try to put something together which started with uh, a, quite a fragile, exposed acoustic guitar playing in sort of style of uh, a poor man's Blu-ray by Bach, that sort of aspect. As far as the instrumentation goes, there are going to be a, 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 there's recorders to the early part which gives it sort of slightly medieval feel. That was an idea of John Paul Jones is to put the recorders on um, and he played the recorders when I actually had the idea for Stairway I wasn't that wasn't necessary I wasn't thinking recorders I was thinking more the texture of actually the electric piano the idea of Stairway was to have uh, a, a piece of music a composition whereby it would just keep unfolding into more uh, more layers and more moods and actually the whole intensity of the or subtlety of the intensity the, 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 of the overlay of the composition would actually uh, accelerate as it went through on every level every emotional level every musical level and so it just keeps opening up as it's as it as it continues through its sort of passage Thank you. 
thing about Sandy Denny was she was a composite of many different musical influences. Uh, she grew up in that British folk scene, played the folk clubs, but she, you know, she was a, a young teenage girl. Uh, you know, she wasn't of the same generation as you and Nicole and those people who were uh, that bit older. So she was far more open and receptive to um, influences from the rock and pop world and from America in particular. Uh, and uh, you know, there was there was a there was a, a rock and roll party girl inside Sandy Denny, as uh, as we all know, along with the the uh, um, sort of purity of of the folk voice. She was, if you like, uh, a, an amalgam of Joan Baez and Janis Joplin. It's again, it's, it's a sort of continuation a bit of what they were the cover versions. Uh, there's the Dylan song, I'll Keep It With Mine, which he didn't release officially for years. They, they picked up on that quite early. Um, they're always, Fairport always very good interpreters of Dylan. They did very nice covers of Dylan songs. Um, but the only Sandy original is Fotheringay, which, which was the, the song inspired by the visit to the, the castle um, where Mary, Queen of Scots, was imprisoned. I mean, classic Sandy, you know, beautiful, doomed, romantic, uh, misty, sort of old, oldie-worldie song. You know, fantastic, beautifully sung.
this hour She will be far away Much farther than these islands For the lonely listening to build big bag of onions John Bonham could play the drums with surprising sophistication or deceptive simplicity but he always hit with such force that he left audiences stunned and the sound of rock and roll changed forever I think he actually hit the drums harder than, than any other drummer has ever hit them or, or, or could hit them. And he also had an extraordinary inner metronome for, for rock and roll. We would have never been half as good if you listen to those records. I mean, it was like dynamite. Bonham originally came from Birmingham, and it was another Birmingham native, Robert Plant, who brought him into Led Zeppelin. It was a classic case of a young man with enormous talent and traditional values that didn't quite prepare him for the temptations and excesses of rock and roll. Whatever the truth about Bonham's personality, it was alcohol that killed him on the night of September 24th, 1980. After a day of rehearsing and binging on a staggering amount of vodka, he passed out in Jimmy Page's mansion and choked to death on his own vomit. He was 31 years old. There's one thing far more important than keeping the group going, and that is how you feel about people, you know? And I mean, for all the sort of rows and whatever we've gone through, we were the ultimate unit. On stage was one thing, but off stage and how we felt, how we were, <clears throat> there was no room for replacement. He was an integral part of Led Zeppelin, not like just a drummer.
a staggering song for a young girl to have written. I mean, I guess it's born of that, that sort of first stirrings of, of um, equating one's emotions with the seasons and the natural world. What, what um, I think in, in, in literature, when people like Coleridge did it, they called it uh, the, the, the pathetic fallacy, that, that there is some echo in our emotions of the elements and the natural world. Um, you know, and that song is born of that. And perhaps it was only, it was a song that only a teenager experiencing those feelings for the first time could have written. They are, yes, they are. Um, they're usually written from experience, you know, my experiences and of people, like sometimes those kind of metaphorical things about rivers and streams might re be referring to a particular person, which is an unusual thing to say perhaps, but um, like some people are, are very easily described in, in natural terms, like, you know, in, I mean, atmospheres and, and um, you know, the way I feel always comes out in some kind of um, description of, of some kind of natural force, you know. I, I don't know quite how to explain. I mean, I can't explain much more than than the song itself, you know, without trying. Because when I write a song, I don't remember writing it. You know, I can't understand. I'm like a different person in my music. Good morning, good afternoon, and what have you got to say? Well, I'm waiting, but I can't stay long. It's such a lovely day. There's a time to be talking, and a time when it's no use. Right now, I think the things you say are liable to
You're listening to Bill's Big Bag of Onions. What you know about Led Zeppelin is you're interviewing us now, you interview lots of people, they're interesting shows, but you have to be creative and imaginative and move on. And I think the great essence of, of Led Zeppelin is the creativity and the imagination that develop with each project. And a project is a project. It's not just going back and visiting the past. It's moving forward. And I think that we don't, I don't see us being a stadium actor or whatever it is going round and round, making everybody feel great playing the hits. Led Zeppelin's long-term plans. Are you going to do England after that? Well, I think it's about time that we did, you know. What we'd like to do, I think, is um, make it some kind of event, like when we did uh, the Empire Pool. We did that for, I think we were the first band to take that place and do something, uh, not extraordinary, but a little bit of an event, you know, performing pigs with ruffs around the neck. They didn't do too well, actually. <laughs> but they were there, you know, trampoline acts and... Uh, just an atmosphere of an occasion, you know? And if we can find, which I think possibly we can in early summer, find a suitable place to do something as entertaining on a large scale as that, you know, then I think we will. We tried Ali Pali, you know, about two years ago on a Christmas, and it was, it wasn't disastrous, it sounded brilliant on stage, but the place just wasn't built for, for Zeppelin, you know, it was too cold, and the sound was, you know, you might as well have been playing in an empty hall for the sound that you got, you know. So really we've got to find the right place and then go to town on it in true style.
after I left the airport, I suddenly realised that, you know, I was, I was not doing something that, you know, I was supposed to be doing, I thought, and I left there then and started to write on the piano. And having played the piano since I was about nine, um, I'd never, ever sung and played the piano at the same time, and I found it almost impossible to do. Why? I, I don't know. It was like it's like those funny exercises you have to do, like patting your head and, and rubbing your stomach or yeah. whatever it is at the same time. You know those kind of silly things. I couldn't do it, and and it took me about two months to be able to actually do it. And having sussed that I could eventually, I decided that I'd better develop this as far as I possibly could because I really like to. Because obviously I'm more conversant on the piano than I am on the guitar. Although, I, for a nice change, I like to pick up one of my guitars and, and write a few songs on, 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 on one of those too because it just gives a different feel. Go saddle me, my milk white steed. I, th I think she was kind of torn. I don't think she knew what she wanted to do in her early days. You know, whether she wasn't confident. She was always totally insecure. So although she was writing songs, she didn't really have that confidence to go out on her own and sing her own songs. So um, she was obviously a great singer. That was very evident early on. But in terms of her own career, I think she was kind of looking around to see what what was going to work for her. I mean, she said at one point she wanted to be a jazz singer, and I think people around her, one or two people said, you know, jazz is, forget folk music, you should be a jazz singer. And I think she, she did down the years, she tried the odd jazz thing, but um, she, she just had this kind of majesty in her voice that kind of came through in, in through folk music, through traditional songs particularly, but also in her own songwriting, once she got the confidence to get up and perform them.
river flow Let your waters wash down Take me from this road Robert was magnificent with his input of lyrics to the music of Led Zeppelin anyway. This was during the period that we were at Headley Grange that, uh, the, that the thing was put together. It was slightly complicated to be doing this whole thing without a vocal because at the time there weren't any lyrics and this, is the, this was the backbone of what the song was, was intended to be. And, the, the whole of the running order from the beginning to the end was sort of mapped out. It was tricky, it was a tricky thing to do because there, there, there's a lot of music and changes in it. I remember during that period Robert was, he was sort of sitting down leaning against the wall and he was just sort of writing. I, I, I will never forget that image of him doing that. We do a run through of it from beginning to end with the uh, guitar opening, as we all know. And then Robert comes up and starts to, he starts to pitch in and sing. And I tell you, he had said, must have been 90% of the lyrics were, were already done. One of the cardinal rules when I was a studio musician was that you didn't speed up. And I was keen to do something which had an acceleration to it, not only from the musical point of view, but from the lyricist, so that the whole thing would start to gain a momentum as it went through, so it wasn't just a monotone piece. And by that, I actually mean that it would, that, that it would subtly speed up, so you're breaking the number one cardinal rule.
songs I ever wrote and I wrote it on guitar and funny enough I wasn't very adept on guitar at the time and it was I found a tuning that suited very well you know and so it played itself it, it did and I, uh, it kind of just manifested itself and, and everybody seemed to like it you know I was very loath to play it to anybody. Are you surprised you know because it's still very much a theme tune isn't it that people say yes yeah, Sandy Denny who knows where the time goes. I know it well it's probably because of Judy Collins because Judy Collins um, you know she likes my material quite a bit and uh, you know that was one of her favorites and she, she wanted to record it and having done so it was on the B side of one of her very big hits in America which was uh, clouds or both sides now. Then after that I had the nerve to record it with the, with the Fairport, although I must admit you're right I did do it with strobes and I did it totally on, on my own just with guitar and very nervously at that. And That's meant to be coming back.
Betsy Bill's big bag of onions. Now, I want to do great creative things. And these guys are my buddies. They're my friends. We're sole partners in a big chunk of our creative lives together. But it's ever onward. And it's not the be-all and end-all of everything. It's just what we love. I think it's irrelevant providing that you can create and establish and maintain an atmosphere, you know, whether it be in a small place or a large place. And we found with America that it can be, we pulled it off with 57,000 people, you know, and that was quite a thing. I mean, it could have been 57,000 people, Led Zeppelin, and no atmosphere, you know, but it, it seems to work, it seems to be okay. So it doesn't matter. We tried the small, we tried returning to the small gigs. Uh, disastrously once in England when everybody was going, oh, they big time, you know? And it, <laughs> it was really just about the same. Yeah. Have you, between you, ever thought of doing individual albums? I mean, will Swan Song give you the opportunity of doing that? Well, no doubt it would if we felt that it would uh, benefit either of us, any of us individually, but I don't think that I could possibly do it without without playing with the other guys, you know. It's, uh, part of my charisma is, uh, you know, is reliant on the other three, you know, and the same with everybody else, you know. We really get off on playing together. You know? That's the whole secret of, I couldn't really go away and play with anybody else, because if I wanted to play, who else would I need for a drummer but Bonzo, you know? <laughs> and the same with Jimmy and Jonesy. I don't think it could, it wouldn't be right. Just finally, Robert, at the end of the American tour. Don't you ask me 
And yesterday I saw you standing by the river And weren't those tears that filled your eyes And all the fish that lay in dirty water dying Had they got you hypnotized And so I say to you that nothing really matters And all you do is stand and are the golden onions. From one onion to another. Just like that. Here's more onions. It's all about the onions, you know. It's just onion after onion. I've got some lovely onions here. Onion is as onion does. Onions. Sweet onions. Smell my onions. She revolutionised the Fairport Convention, you know, from, from what they were before, kind of this 
British version of, of those West Coast American bands. And she came kind of storming in and became their heart and soul. You know, they, they tell the story of when they auditioned her for, to be their new singer. In fact, it was the other way around. You know, she auditioned them. She was like getting them to play stuff and deciding whether they were good enough for her rather than the other way around. Um, and she, by the force of her personality and the force of her talent, you know, she, she became instantly the heart and soul of it. Um, I get letters from people, you know, all over the world. Not, not that many, I mean, you know, but uh, the ones I do get uh, are amazing. I mean, the effect that uh, my songs appear to have on them is, is quite astounding. Well, there was a letter from a, a girl in um, America who was very badly uh, into acid and things like that. LSD? Yeah, LSD and things like that. And uh, she said that you know, she was a real mess, and that she'd she she bought my record just just out of the blue for no particular reason, and she sat and listened to it for a week, solidly, and she's you know she completely came out of herself and and never took it again, and she she just wrote me this letter saying thank you very much because I'm not a vegetable anymore. It was the last album, and she said that every every song she identified with, and she she felt like she knew me. She took over my mind for a week. This is the way she, you know, explained it to me. And, and it obviously had a, a good effect on her. And like, I mean, what, what, what better thing could anybody tell me? So I guess I must be doing something okay. I've lived for a long while 
Join me again soon for another big bag of onions.